divine lightning. Inspirational. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the Royal Empress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the Royal Empress. Now Akiva, she's the analytical Empress. Akima, she's the Empress that will challenge you. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the Royal Empress. Welcome back to Conversations with the Royal Empress. This is Dr. Hakima, and joining me is my sister from another mother and fellow co-host, Akila. Also joining us is our sister and guest empress, Yah or Yah Formike. Iya Lawo, pastor, activist, prayer warrior, free thinker, herbalist, health and wellness coach, and founder of Unapologetically Me which provides a safe space for black women to speak and confer amongst ourselves freely. How you doing, my beloved sister? I am wonderful. Thank you for having me. Hey. See, you, you, you talk, you, you know, and unapologetically me, you talked about giving a, a safe haven for our sisters to speak freely. And we're going to allow you to speak freely with us today, sister, because we got a wonderful topic. Our topic is, what benefit does sex bring to the black community, if any at all? And is it okay for a black woman to enjoy sex physically, emotionally, and spiritually? You know, this is probably one of my favorite um, topics because um, unapologetically me was actually birthed from the fact that as women and particularly black women, we are always being policed in what we say, how we say it, what we feel, and how we express what we feel. So when we're passionate about something, we're always labeled as angry black women. Mm. And we're not angry black women. We're passionate like everybody else, but we're the only ones who get, we're angry about it. Um, I think there's a big difference between our anger and our passion. And I believe as black women, we actually have to begin to speak to our own narratives and stop allowing others to get away with saying what it is we feel, what it is we think, how we should feel, how we should think, how we, how, what excites us and how much or how little it should excite us. So that's a big part of unapologetically me. And when I think about your topic tonight, that is a linchpin, so to speak, because as Black women, we have also allowed people to tell us the narrative of how we should interact and be in the bedroom, what that should feel like for us, if we're supposed to enjoy it at all, 
um, how we're supposed to play out that enjoyment. You know, uh, we've been labeled through time as um, sex vix vixens almost. So I think that's a one heck of a topic. And I applaud you for even being bold enough to come forth with it because we don't have these kind of conversations unless you're maybe with your closest friends. Most people don't have those kind of conversations, though. <laughs> well, you know, you said you want to applaud us. You know, you had you, you were very instrumental in this topic as well because you posted an article. Um, and the article was talking about the, the um, topic of sex and black women and how we use sex or we we yearn for sex so that we can address those stress issues and the issues of racism. And then we use orgasms as a way uh, to address that or to try to release those feelings of frustration and anger and, and, and et cetera. But also from a discussion with some sisters that I had who said that basically they don't, sex doesn't serve them. They can just get them an electronic device and they're good. They don't need sex with a man. They could just have sex with a device and they're good. And I'm like, okay, we need to talk about this. And once you posted that article, my sister, I said, oh, yeah, we, we got to talk about this. <laughs> so thank you so much for being bold enough to post an article like that so that a discussion can be started. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Um, you know, there are a lot of women who will say, and I have even been guilty of saying it once upon a time, I don't need I don't need no man for no sex. You know, I can go get a toy in a heartbeat and and work it all out. But um <laughs> work it out. Yeah, you know, work it, it, out. Can, it can be worked <laughs> out, you know. Let's be real about it, you know. Keep who away who your better who away your better know? <laughs> you know, Akila always got some hip hop lyrics for everything, so I'll wait for her to come in with a hip, a hip hop lyrics for this. <laughs> I'm not, I want to go on record to say that I have never been a woman who has said that. that and, I, and, and I applaud you for that. But, <laughs> but I, 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 hey, I wish I could say I had never been, I probably will never be again yeah. the woman who says that. <laughs> You, you know, know. It, it's, it's interesting because I hear people say it all the time and, but, and we've, we've, we've talked about sex before on the show, just not in this manner, but I have said, and I maintain that sex is a spiritual act. Mm. And I'll say that again. So what you just say? So I said say sex is again. a spiritual act. So mm. therefore, which is probably why I have never said that I don't need a man because when you understand what it is, then you can't say that because there's, mm -hmm. there's no energy, there's mm -hmm. no spiritual energy that you're going to get from an object. There's no transfer. That is so true. Wow. That, that is so get true. From an object. So, I mean, so, wait a minute, Keila, let me ask you this question. Cause what about the sisters who feel like I just need pleasure? I don't. I don't need what you're talking about. Why what do I need something spiritually from it? So well, I'm just they can, being they an advocate, feel, I guess. They can feel whatever way they want to feel, but then that means that they're missing out on a a, a major aspect of the sexual experience. So, mm -hmm. sex sexes can can cause creativity. 
sex, sex can actually, with the right person and the right energy, can have you go out and basically change the world. I mean, it's... <laughs> That's some good sex right there. So, so <laughs> when, when done properly and used in the right manner. <laughs> so you, you can, well, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in that now. I mean, you know, there, there's all kind of manifestations that can take place powerfully in the very act of intercourse. But it, but when it's a spiritual connection, then there's some things that happen in other realms, even. But a lot of people, for the, for the sister who would say she doesn't need a man for that, I would, I would step out on a limb and say nine times out of ten it's because she hasn't had the right partner to mm. bring her to that point of knowing that it is just it's way bigger than just the physical act itself i mean sex takes place especially for women it takes place first in our mind i mean you know my partner would need to be able to talk to me long before we get to the actual physical part of sex He's already made love to me in my mind, mentally. He has, he has stroked every facet of my mental and my spiritual. I think India Ari has, uh, what's that, 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 she's got a song out right now called That Magic. And the lyrics to that song are just off the chain. And she's talking about how her partner has, he touches her like he, he's known her body in a whole nother lifetime. Mm, I gotta and, hear this song. Dang. Yes, that, yes. <laughs> she, she's like going in and she's talking about from another lifetime and they're catching up to each other in this lifetime. Woo! And that's how he touches <laughs> her. And love. he makes, makes love to her mind and he's making love to her spirit and and that's what i hear akila talking about most of us growing up let me speak for me as, as a woman of 57 years um and don't look I'd one only, bit of it either the only well thank you for that i so yeah, you appreciate look about that you look about 42 so oh bless your probably, heart my, probably now, not you know, even that <laughs> my 37 year old would be a little upset with you about that statement <laughs> But I, I mean, wish everybody I could see you because you a beautiful sister inside oh, and outside. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Okay, sis. well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Say okay, say. I just you, have to throw but, that okay. in there. <laughs> but what about, okay, so when I think about when I was growing up, while my mother was real cool and, 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 and would let us know that we could talk to her, what I knew about sex was you get pregnant that way. Keep your panties up, your legs closed. <laughs> I don't recall being told anything about what the sex act could yield for me physically, other than a baby 
what it could yield for me emotionally or what it could yield for me spiritually. All I was told was it's supposed to be between a man, it was supposed to be between a husband and a wife, mm. not even just a man and a woman, a mm. husband and a wife. Okay. And so, and if you did it before you were married or without the benefit of marriage, you were sinning. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> and, you know, my conversation with my own children has been very different. I have a 30-year-old daughter, and I literally can recall having a conversation with her, and she and I have really great conversations. And I remember telling her one time, you know, she was with a partner that you know, she was having some struggles with. And I told her, I said, girl, please, you, if the only reason you with him is for, for what he do in the bedroom, you go, you go to the store and, and get you some toys to work that piece out. You don't need him <laughs> for that, you know. <laughs> um, if that's just what you're looking to do with it, you know, um, because clearly he was not feeding or speaking to her soul. He was not you know, giving her that, that spirit connection that she needed, you know, and when she looks back on her partners, her previous partners or whatever, she wasn't getting that, you know? And so I think when a woman has not had that, or when a partner is not open to delivering that, I mean, especially there are a lot of black men and I love me some black men. So I don't need the brothers chiming in on this one talking about she's man bashing. Cause I'm not, I love black men. Period. Okay. <laughs> um, but there are some brothers who struggle when a sister will say to them or try to convey to them those things that sexually, um, please her or make her happy. I, I can remember literally saying to my own husband, hey, how about if we try this or that? And I would make some suggestions. This here really kind of turns me on. When you do this, that, that doesn't quite do it for me. And I, I can recall trying to say it in the most genteel way where he would not think that I was saying to him, he was no good in the bedroom. That is not what I was saying. He took total offense with it, didn't want to hear nothing I said, and the sex kept going downhill, downhill, downhill. There was no spiritual connection. There was no no intimacy of any sort. And I have taught my students for years that intimacy, it, it, when you take it and do a complete etymological breakdown of that word intimacy, what you get is inta, which is a Peruvian word for currency. You mm. get intama which is a Latin word for the innermost lining of something or going deep within mm. something. And you get the C, the C-Y is a, um, what we would call a Koine Greek 
term, which would mean, and when I say Koine Greek, I'm talking about like your street language Greek, okay? Not okay. your classical Greek. And that is a term that represents the foundation upon which you would build something. And so when you take that word intimacy, what ultimately you have is not a candlelight in you moment. What you have is what price are you willing to pay to go deep and establish a foundation for this act that we are about to do? Damn. Which <laughs> ultimately <big. laughs> brings in what Akila was saying about that whole <laughs> spiritual component. Now, most folks, they just trying to get in the panties, get in the drawers, get the banging on, and let's go to sleep. But if you want something deeper, <laughs> if you want more than to be a panty dropper, you know, then what I'm talking about is we have to start not only having the discussion among ourselves as women about what sex is and what it isn't or what it could be, but we also have to be free enough and unapologetic enough to bring that to the forefront with our partners as well. And I'm going to need our brothers to be okay with having that type of conversation. You know, um, it's, it's nothing wrong with women enjoying sex. As a woman of 56 years of age, when I was 56, I'm only 57 now, I had learned at age 55 that women could have multiple orgasms. I didn't know that. And I went and did a poll amongst some of my friends who were 55 to 65. And none of them knew it. And younger. So once, no, but no, but see, I was getting ready to say it was my younger friends who knew it. It wasn't my older friends. The ones that were 55 to 65 did not know that they could have multiple orgasms. And that blew my mind. While my friends who were younger than 55, they knew. They had been having it. And so here I had women who were five to 10 years younger than me schooling me on multiple orgasms. I had been in a relationship with a man for 40 years, had never had a multiple orgasm. Never. Never. And I've got friends who are in their 60s who have never had multiple orgasms. And ain't nobody talking about it. You know, there are women in their 70s that I know, I've asked, have never had a multiple orgasm. There are women who may have had one orgasm in their entire life, and there are women who have had zero orgasms. And so if you're having one orgasm here and there, and it's a hit or miss, and you have a partner who does not know and is not skilled enough because I can't say what the brothers are talking about. You know, um, some of my, my biological brothers, they don't, other than men trying to brag about how many panties they didn't got, they're not having 
conversation about how they're pleasing their women. You know. I'm going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've had conversations with men like that. So maybe they talk to some of their female friends about it because they're 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 looking for information. Mm. <laughs> and so they will they will pose questions to other okay. women. As you were talking, what I was thinking about is sometimes we have to teach men about the spiritual aspect of sex. Sometimes I'm, it's not, because many men have not transcended ego. And because they haven't transcended ego and they tie their physical prowess into their manhood, to suggest something to them sometimes is a, is a direct attack on manhood. And so sometimes it's the delivery that the woman has to have in order to get the man to understand where she's coming from. So it's not always, baby, can you do this? Can you do that? Maybe you have to actually talk to him about the connection that you're looking for versus the physical act that you're looking for. And I think that that sometimes it's, you know, not not that we have to tap dance around, anything. And so I'm not suggesting that, but we are teachers by nature and every student learns differently. And so unless we want to follow a a, a handbook, you got to think outside of the box because every partner is going to be different. Most deaf. Most deaf. Yeah. So some people, you don't have to say a word to, they can just pick up on the energy that you emit. Some people you have to kind of lead them along the way. But that's just the thing is just some of us are not tapped into our own spirituality, period. As far as women, we don't understand the spiritual connection. Therefore, you can't get that man to get on board with you from that standpoint because you have to understand it yourself first. You can't look at the video vixen or look at what men like because the people are out here getting breast implants and injections and you're watching videos with the women twerking and popping it like it's hot. So that's what you equate to what men want. And sure, there are men who want that. Those who are some who are sometimes, I, I, don't, want, I don't want to be offensive. So, but they're bankrupt in some areas. Let's put it that way. And so if that's who you're appealing to, then that's what you're going to get. So you just, it's, it's some of it, I think is us. If we know what it is that we desire and what we want and what we need, then we should be able to attract that by actually understanding it for ourselves. So you have to start digging deep within yourself. But we are, but we're, we're looking at, many of us will start reading books or we'll start looking at positions because that's what we think we're supposed to do. 
And so if you're looking at a book and you're looking at positions and you're looking at this, because I want to spice up my sex life, I want to do this, I want to whatever, then you're still being robotic. You're still looking at something somebody else is doing instead of allowing things to happen in a natural way. You can't, what is it, what's the term I'm looking for? Chemistry is chemistry. You can't create it. Mm-hmm. It either is or it isn't. Mm-hmm. And that's the bottom line. Incompatibility matters. And that's the other thing that we don't pay attention to is compatibility and whether we are actually sexually compatible with somebody. I think you bring up an excellent point when you start talking about the chemistry and the compatibility part. The other piece, let me attach to that, is as you say, we don't know what it is we want to an extent. We don't know the signs of our own body. Um, we don't understand that our yonis have a spirit of its own and that our yoni will actually tell us if this person should be a part of our chemistry, so to speak. I, I love that. I'm going to use that word chemistry a little bit. Um, <laughs> Because you have all over TV now where, you know, I should have bought stock in KY Jelly. Okay. Because they, they, let me tell you, they, 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 they getting they, paid, ain't they? They getting paid, baby. And, and that's some serious stock there. And the interesting thing, um, and, and I'll just use me because, see, I don't care who know my business. So... <laughs> You know, I was in a relationship and hypotheticals and, only here. <laughs> oh well, okay. Well, I'd already she said that real. part. You too real. Yeah, you too real. So we already know. <laughs> but there are situations where there are women who are buying up lubrication for the act of sex. And they're getting these lubrications because I know I hear it in the black community when women get old, you dry up. I've heard Ooh, that and I've been hearing I've that, that for too. years. Okay? And that is not a true statement. That is not a true statement. Yeah, that is a lie. What? Yeah. Yes. Okay? Thank you for co signing with me on that one. We don't dry up, we don't know our body, mm. and no one is teaching us or having the conversation we are having that will say, your yoni has a spirit of its own. And so what happens is when you are with someone because your, your spirit recognizes when someone is compatible or compatible material and you will get wet based on that because your yoni will respond to that person's spirit. This is that intimacy I was talking about when we break it down into those three words. So if this 
partner, if your partner spirit does not connect with the spirit of your yoni, with that in-depth thing that I'm talking about, the price you're willing to pay to go deep and establish a foundation for something, because we're talking about a chemistry beyond just this three-dimensional piece that we do in this dispensation. I'm talking about we're going to do some things and we're going to go into some other universes when we do it. And then when we land, we're going to be like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Well, when that person right is not compatible, your yoni rejects by not getting wet. Woo. You don't need KY Jelly to force the issue. What you need to know is what is your body saying to you? So for all the women, yep, I'm going to say it. If you're using KY Jelly, you might want to rethink what that spiritual component is with your partner. Now, if, if KY is where you at and that's what you want to deal with, go for it. Rock your world with it. But there's some other side effects that come with using things that are not natural to your body and to your physiology. And you will end up having problems in the long run because of that. No one is telling you that, you know, well, now we have the big surgeons uh, where women are using yoni eggs. I know back in the day they were using kegels or whatever. And I talk about yoni eggs in our group as well. Um, you know, no one talks about how your cervical walls get weak or the cervical floor gets weak. And so when you're young and you're fresh, you know, your yoni is tight and you, you put a phallus up in there. It's pulling that phallus in and, you know, and he's feeling that joy of that pool and you feel in that joy of that pool too. As you get older, you have babies, things loosen up a little bit, you know, um, whereas when you were younger, you can hold a phallus up in there like a, a like it's a vice, you know, when you get older and you can have some babies, it ain't as tight. Yeah, baby, it'll, it'll throw a phallus out. You be in a good, you have a good rhythm going and all of a sudden the dang on thing that fell out. Well, you know, okay, so now we start talking about having the conversation about yoni eggs and learning how to hold those in us because that actually facilitates you getting that tightness to be able to pull a phallus in and hold it. That brings not only more pleasure to your partner, but it also brings pleasure to you. You know, and so, you know, of course, if you're using battery operated toys, you control it and, and you don't have, you ain't got to worry about nothing falling out because you're holding it in. <laughs> but can you hold it in with just your yoni? These are the things that we are not talking about. I'm saying to us, it's important that as women, we have these types of conversations. Because I just started kind of having this conversation with my mama, even, you know, we don't go that deep, but we do go deep. 
And these are not conversations that she had with me. This is no shade on her. She didn't grow up having this type of conversation with her mother. So I think it's real important that we start understanding our physiology as well as connecting our physiology to our spirituality. And, and, and it may require that we unlearn some of those, um, those things we've been indoctrinated with and, and, and really get down to what is sex to us. Define it. Make this your narrative because what you like in sex and what I like in sex and what somebody else may like in sex, all of it will look different. But because we aren't having the conversation and nobody's comparing notes because, you know, I'm not saying you got to share what you do in the bedroom, but you can have the conversation like what we're having and begin to talk about, you know, listening to your body. What is your body saying when your body refuses to get wet? You know, what, that is not because you are getting old. That is not because something is wrong with you. I know for a fact you can be dry as a doornail with one partner and have another partner and have Niagara Falls coming up out of that. <laughs> you know, what was the difference? Your yoni spirit connected with the spirit of the partner who was able to get you wet. And this is a really good point for men to understand because there are many men out there who are going and ramrodding women who are not getting wet and she doesn't smoke, baby. She should be good and moist when you go in. You should be able to get her to a point of ecstatic excitement so that she will flow. And if she's not flowing, my brothers, I'm going to ask you, work with the sisters on that. Talk to her. Don't make her feel like it's her problem all by herself. Because one, it's not a problem. It's her body telling her, you're not worthy to enter. You want to enter the temple? Then act like it. Come with offerings. What are you offering? <laughs> what yes, price yes, yes, are yes, you correct. willing to pay? What is your income? <laughs> Did you that just I, say? Yes, come with offerings. Offerings, girl. I'm going to yes. say that to my husband. Uh, what's your offering? <laughs> yes. Bring, look, bring, in Christianity, it says bring all tithes to the storehouse. <laughs> you do not come before God or goddess without an offering. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> my yoni is my temple. You want in, baby, you know you are entering a temple. This, our yoni are portals. Y'all better stop playing. You ask me, I'm just, I'm going to tell you. I'm sorry. I yeah, just want to come with an offering. Yeah, I need to point yeah. out that I agree as far as the spirit, but we also want people to understand that your diet also matters. It's something that we do have to understand too about our bodies. And so it's 
there are instances where maybe she's not rejecting him, but your diet is not permitting certain things to happen in your body so that there is that natural flow. And that does matter. But the other part of that, the other part of that is when we talk about him, what you said, which is true, some men don't know what foreplay actually means and what it is. Just because she can take her clothes off and the man is ecstatic doesn't mean she's automatically ecstatic. So you can't just jump, jump. (laughs) If the woman is trying to say something, that's when the ego kicks in and he's not listening to her. And all she's really trying to tell him is that, you know, let's, let's have at least five to 10 minutes before the act. And then maybe you will get a better result as well. So you can't, those, some things can't just be rushed mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that. I think as a, it, what we tend to do, uh, we won't connect with each other on a spiritual level. So you got two people and like you said, it, it has to be some type of preparation. Well, hell, if you coming from one place and I'm coming from a different place and we meet up, and intellectually and spiritually, we're not even on the same level. We just got on the same level physically. So, I mean, sometimes it's a matter of how was your day. Sometimes it's a matter of, let me just see where you at. What's bothering you? And as men and women, we tend to not connect spiritually, and that does affect the sexual experience, like you said, y'all. It's bigger than just physical. It's not just me getting off. It's not transactional. It's just not a transaction. That's it. I'm getting off. You getting off. No, this is supposed to be relational. We're supposed to, it's reciprocal. We're supposed to be getting something in return. And our approach is we're producing something. We're deepening a relationship. We're building something on a spiritual level. And if we're just thinking physical, then we wonder why we're not getting, a woman is not getting wet enough or the man is not getting out of the woman what he wants. You're not watering your garden. You're not investing in your garden. Come on so now. Come on now. Producing. So look at the woman like your garden. Are you in your garden taking care of it? If you're not in your garden taking care of it, don't be mad because it's weeds in your garden. Don't be mad because stuff ain't growing right. So our approach has to be more spiritual. Before you have sex, are you all connected spiritually? See, we're not, we're not, we're not accepting our own and being ourselves. We're taking the approach of the uh, patriarchal society, the, the European society. They're not a spiritual people. So therefore, their approach to sex is just physical. It's about conquering. And we're not going to produce anything on a spiritual level if I'm trying to get this man on his stomach and he's trying to get me on our back. Like we conquering in one another. And that's what sex has become in our community. We're using sex to conquer one another, to compete with one another, but not build with one another. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. We got God. to change our addiction. We got to change yeah. our addiction. Because I'm so yeah. tired of us using the F word to describe this act that is so spiritual. We, you know, the most honorable like mama teaches us you can rise, no, no nation can rise no higher than this woman. If the woman man said his own, we gonna be effing tonight. No, sister, that's, that's, they see, that's the wrong approach and we shouldn't even respond to that when brothers come at us. No, bro, I don't know what you on, I don't do that. I produce on a spiritual level and if you on, you ain't trying to get intimate with me to produce on a spiritual level, we ain't getting together. See, that's, that's yeah. the mindset as women that we need to have to show our brothers and teach our brothers that don't look at me as just a physical creature, look at me as a spiritual. Yes. 
um, a sister friend of ours, um, Moni Rashad, when she walked this plane, um, Moni uh, had a song called Buzzer. And she literally, (laughs) the name of the song was called Buzzard. And Moni went on to the ancestral realm before her CD dropped. Mm. But in this song, she quotes Alexander Dumas, who talks about how men will only rise to the level of the women that they are with. Mm. And if the woman is acting like a buzzard, (laughs) <laughs> and just taking any thing into her and around her, then how in essence can she expect that he's going to rise and be this king that she so desperately desires that we as women first and foremost have to rise to that level, that occasion of being the ultimate teacher. You know, we are the first teachers of everyone coming in. We are the portals. And so we need to really, really understand within ourselves that we have that level of power. And this isn't power over. This is power with, power alongside. My thing is this. I am not going to just haphazardly put a crown on any man's head. I, if I didn't learn anything else from my failed marriage, I learned, one, don't just put the crown on his head because you're impressed with his potential. Hold the crown over his head and make him rise to the crown as opposed to just placing it on his head. And so it doesn't do me any good if you have potential, but you have no execution plan for your potential. That even plays a part in what happens in the bedroom. And we need to tie all of these facets in. Now, most of us are having sex out there and we're only on that physical piece. I'm challenging people daily in my class. There's a book out called, I ain't trying to offend nobody, but this is the name of the book. The book is called Pussy Prayer. It's and called what? Pussy <laughs> Prayers. Oh, Lord. Okay. And <laughs> oh I, I teach this class from mm. this book. And um, we're actually getting ready to start part two of that class next month you know Mm. and it's a four part one was a four-week class and part two will be four weeks as well but the thing that is so powerful about that book it's i've had women tell me oh yeah my yoni needs prayer pray for my yoni come on pray for your own yoni (laughs) you know my thing is join the class and don't let the title run you off Because a lot of us have to unlearn what this Western society Mm -hmm. has taught us, or shall I say, in the words of Carter G. Woodson, miseducated us. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the responsibility, and I'll say it until I can't say it anymore, to take on 
our own narrative and tell our own story. We have a responsibility to define what sex is for us. Is it the drop it like it's hot? Are you the $10 hoe? Or are you the queen goddess who is looking for a king god to come into the temple? You know, I mean, we could tell the story from a Christian perspective, from a, a, a um, Islamic perspective, and, and many other perspectives. And at its highest form, it always comes back to a spiritual side. It always comes back to that. And so we need to be very clear that, first of all, we need to know our own bodies. We need to learn our own bodies. Like Akilah said, she said diet has a part of it. Yes, it does. But what happens to the woman who has got the perfect diet and she still, you know, now does she, is she willing to even accept that her own yoni and the spirit of her yoni is saying he's not the one? When her eyes are looking at him and saying, but oh God, he is so fine and he is so cut and he's got this body and he's this and he's that. Is she willing to speak and hear her body and then respond to what her body is telling her? And that's where I'm trying to get women to get to. Get to the point where you can hear your body, know your body in such a way that when you have a partner, you can either share what you know about your body so that when he touches you, he has those magic hands or, <laughs> you know, are you just going to just settle? You know, you have countries, uh, what they call third world countries. I hate that terminology, but that's all I got, where they are literally removing clitorises from the women so that the women do not enjoy sex. Let me say this for every sister listening. We are the only ones on the planet who have an organ that is solely for pleasure. Ooh, say that again. Say that again. Say it again. As women, we are the only ones on the planet who have an organ in our body that its sole purpose is our pleasure. You are supposed to enjoy sex. That is what your clitoris is there for. Your urine does not come out of your clitoris. Your moon cycle does not come out of your clitoris. Your babies, when born, do not come out of your clitoris. Your clitoris is there for your express purpose of enjoyment, period. And you have people in other countries who are mutilating their girls at a young age, removing their clitorises, so that they do not enjoy sex. So they have taken sex to the point of its only purpose for you is for you to make this man enjoy it 
and have his baby. I am refuting that lie. There are women who are trying to have reconstructive surgery so that they would have an opportunity to at least try and enjoy sex. And then you have women who have all of their parts working, who are not enjoying it, have never had an orgasm. Let it, we can't even get to multiple orgasms. We're just trying to get to one. <laughs> You're right we need that. to have these conversations because if we don't, then we have daughters and granddaughters coming behind us. I now have four granddaughters. I want them to know that they are supposed to enjoy it, that they are, nest, they are not cum catchers. Enjoy it and know the sacredness of it and the pleasure that you can have in it. Nobody ever told me what an orgasm was. I learned it by trial and error. What a way to learn that there is a part of your body and you could have that type of pleasure. You know, it was younger women who were telling me about multiple orgasms. It was younger women who were telling me that women had female ejaculations, otherwise known as squirting. I didn't know that. And, and I don't think my mama knew it either, now that I think about it. Well, so, something we just, people didn't talk about too, right? Right. If they that knew, too. they weren't talking like, oh, about it. Yeah. I'll talk about it. The only thing we would say about <laughs> sex was this is how you get pregnant and don't do it. <laughs> no, right. so, like, don't do it and you might get pregnant. So, so let, me, let me put my little disclaimer out. No, I'm just joking. Talking about it. <laughs> 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 I was like, E.F. Hutton over here. I was like, what she about to say? <laughs> I knew all this stuff. My, my, mother didn't, my mother didn't necessarily talk about it with me either. However, I could read extremely well as a young <laughs> Probably. So you was uh, reading about sex when you was young, uh-huh. No, I wouldn't have no relation. Wouldn't have no relation. But no, I mean, no, really. I, I actually could read extremely well at an early age, like really big words and all that kind of stuff. But my mother had a book in the house called Our Bodies Ourselves. Mm, I may have had this conversation before. The book is probably still in publication. And so actually, there's probably women listening that can go out and buy the book, Our Bodies Ourselves. <laughs> okay, I'm about to Google that one. <laughs> and I learned all of this stuff about the female anatomy as a little girl. Hmm. Now, I wasn't doing anything with this information, but I knew the information. And so... My mother was funny because I was having a conversation with her before and I said something about her not telling me certain things. And she says, well, I didn't have to tell you, you read it all. But I guess it's like, that's what happens when your child can read. Be careful what books you leave laying around. <laughs> oh, this, is true. this is true. So I knew everything about my body for the most part because I read it. So... Now, that doesn't mean that I necessarily had a healthy view on sex, per se, at a young age, because I think that there is an age where you're too young to even experiment or anything like that. So, But the point is, is that there, 
some things you just know because you just understand what certain things about your body and what it does and all of that. So anyway, <laughs> this is this is a, this is interesting. I think that it is a conversation that probably needs to continue um, and that more women need to talk about it themselves and just just get an understanding of our own bodies and what things are for and also understand that there is no cookie cutter recipe to any of this everybody is an individual and what makes this person tick is not necessarily what's going to make you tick and that's the thing we have to understand that all of this is kind of an individual thing yeah, there may be a few little things that everybody, you know, kind of has in common, but you shouldn't look and measure yourself by somebody else's actions. Yeah. And you shouldn't look to say, oh, let's try this, let's try that, because somebody else is doing it. So part of what we have to learn is that we have to explore or allow the right partner to explore. And when you explore, you find out what it is you like as an individual, as opposed to what you think somebody wants. Because no two people are the same. No two women are the same. No two men are the same. And nobody's going to like exactly the same thing. I don't care who they are. And so you can't just think that you got the magic recipe for every individual person. And uh, I would imagine that Hakima has some challenges. You know I do. <laughs> I could probably go on about two or three pages or two or three minutes, but I'm gonna keep it short. But oh man, y'all, you dropped so much. I can't wait to to just listen to this podcast over and over and over because you dropped so much wisdom. Man, if they don't know you by now, sis, they know you. So my first challenge is we need to be more open minded when it comes to the topic of sex. We gotta be comfortable enough to listen to what is being said, evaluate it. Is it contradicting in what we already know? Is what we know, is that really known to be true? We need to accept on and be ourselves and know that what we've been taught about sex is not correct. We need to be open-minded. We also need to be having a conversation with sex with our children. We need to stop spooking out our children and, and, and just telling them, oh, sex is get pregnant. Oh, it's more than that. We need to really have a deep conversation to educate our children. We need to study the the spiritual connection of sex. We need to take this to a higher level. We are too much on a physical level. It's not just physical. This is why so often we're sexually frustrated is because we're spiritual by nature. And as women, yes. with us being spiritual creatures, if we're not, we're not gonna get anything, any fulfillment out of sex if it's just on a physical level for us. It has to be on a spiritual level for us in order for us to be satisfied. So I'll say to you sisters, if you are not satisfied, with your sexual encounters, look at it on a whole spiritual level and approach it that way. Another thing we need to do is we need to study sex. We need to learn all we can about it so that we can be educated. We need to learn our bodies. Thank you, Akila, for throwing it out there. We need to learn our bodies. And lastly, sex is not a means to an end. We do not use sex to get money. I mean, not saying that you can't, but we can't use it and think that's going to make us emotionally and spiritually fulfilled. Sex can't be used as a weapon. Oh, he ain't getting none, or she ain't getting none, or whatever. Or it can't be used that I just want to conquer you. We have to stop being barbaric with our sexual encounters, and then we wonder why we're not happy with one another. 
the key to a strong black family is we we have to increase our sexual productivity. And I don't mean more sex. I mean the sex has to be elevated. It can't stay on that physical level. I can go on and on because, see, y'all, you really inspiring the sister, boy. I am so overjoyed, so thrilled with this conversation. Oh, my God, I'm so fulfilled. And thank you so much for being on our podcast today. If, if it, I want you to let our listeners know how they can contact you, sis. Um, you can actually find me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I kind of weed through the nutcases on Facebook. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to the Facebook. Okay. And you can find me under Yah Oya Famike, Y-A-A Oya Famike, O-Y-A-F-U-N-M-I-K-E. That is where you will find me on Facebook. You can also, if you have questions or you want to take one of my classes and you want to get information on that, you can email me at theangelpriestess at gmail.com. That's how you find me. And I'm sure your email is about to blow up because, sister, she was just dropping just a little bit of what she know. And if you want to know more about this topic, please reach out to our sister because she got a wealth of information for you. I want to thank our listening audience uh, for tuning in for us. You have been so loyal to us. And you've been listening to our podcast every week. We look forward to you joining us next week. Peace and blessings. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress Organization. All rights reserved.